Hello and welcome back to The Meaning of Life with your host, me. So today we're going to be talking about... Um, wait, what the... Do you ever get it where you drink a can of fizzy drink and then, you know, Coca-Cola, Fanta, Cola, Pepsi, Cola, whatever your cola of choice is, and you drink it and then you're out of breath? Like, what the fuck is that about? I mean, fizzy drinks are carbonated, right? It's CO2, carbon dioxide, and carbon dioxide is what you breathe out after you breathe in oxygen. So carbon dioxide is like the opposite of breathing, right? I th maybe, yes. Um, so technically, when you, if I drink a can of fizzy pop, am I drinking anti-air? Is that why I'm out of breath? Is that science? I don't know. Today we're going to be talking about languages, foreign languages, and learning foreign languages. Because I, as an English man, well, the English as a, as a society, as a culture, as a whole, we don't like the concept of changing ourselves for other people. So the majority of English, I mean, if you're not English and you've seen you know, English people on holiday, even if you are, and you've witnessed your family on a holiday in Mallorca, you will understand the severity of the situation at hand, which is big old blokes called Gary walking around without a t-shirt, drinking a pint of Stella, refusing to speak a word of Spanish, refusing to speak a word of Italian, French, German, any of these languages. And it's, a, it's an epidemic at this point, if really. We have... You know, in our education system, we have these um, checkpoints in place where kids are required to learn a foreign language. And some people learn Spanish in school. Some people learn German or French. Some people even learn Italian. I'm so jealous of those. I'm really out of breath on this kind of coke. Oh, my God. I learn French from, I want to say, the age of 10 all the way to the age of 16. And it was a thing that was loosely integrated in primary school, right? You learn it in year year five, year six, a little bit. It's just the colours, like, you learn bleu and rouge and, you know, shit like that. But it doesn't really stick. It's nothing important. And the French teacher is never French. And then I went into secondary school and did it as a GCSE. Now, I studied French at GCSE for five years. I studied German for gosh i want to say two years i remember fuck all throughout this process of learning french in secondary school all of these exams all of the the hundreds of maybe thousands of lessons even that i attended in effort to actually learn this language to not be like my ancestors and actually give a shit about foreign language and believe me i tried and after studying five years of french Two years of German. Do you know what I remember? Fucking nothing. I, I mean, I mean, I remember. I can say, "Je me je me couche," which means I go to bed. But that you know, um, ich werde fliegen de Deutschland. I will fly to Germany. That is. What else do I know? Um, gosh, I must know something. Est-ce que je peux retirer ma veste? Est-ce que je peux retirer ma veste? That means, in French, may I please remove my blazer? 
that um yeah that, that that's about it and i did five years of that now over the lockdown my hearing went to shit i won't go to the extent of my medical information because to be honest with you the nhs are so shit that even they don't know what's wrong with me so how am i supposed to know but basically my nose like my nasal passage but like up high and like, like around the sinuses i think it's like constantly like swollen or it's too big or something meaning i can't really breathe out of my nose which is why i get out of breath so much and why i actually kind of love face masks so i can just sit there with my mouth hanging wide open and nobody knows and i can actually breathe so i have these problems and i also have um irregular like like just the, all the all the piping and all of the the canals and all the nuts and bolts in my head and my ears are just fucked like you know how there's general regulation in dna so like there's dna and there's rna it's all built so that your body is symmetrical so that all these things are the same size and all god just missed out my ears on this paperwork and because of that i often just lose hearing randomly in, in my left ear and I was prone to ear infections my whole childhood. Like every winter, I'd be bedridden from them, right? But that has that that's kind of lifted. That's gotten better through operations and stuff like that. But the thing that still remains is the the frequent sudden loss of hearing. And it it can you know I, I can just wake up and be deaf out of my left left ear, and it can last for like anywhere between a day and like a week and because of this over lockdown i experienced it for the first time ever and it lasted a grand total of two weeks which was terribly frightening can you just simply imagine waking up one day and not being able to hear out of one ear and then that sensation of being deaf just doesn't go for two weeks and I thought in this time that I was genuinely going deaf. So I started learning sign language, uh, ESL, English Sign Language. I learn, well, the, the extent of my knowledge is the alphabet. I I mean, I was going to demonstrate, but you can't you can't see that. So there's not really, not really much point. But I now know how to sign the alphabet of my hands. I can't do words. I didn't get that far because my hearing came back after two weeks. But that kind of sparked an interest in me in, in these different languages and these different ways of communicating. And I took that interest and I was like, yo, you know Italian? It's kind of a fucking lovely language. I grew up watching The Simpsons and there was this brilliant episode about Sideshow Bob where, and if you haven't seen The Simpsons, then what you, where did you grow up? And also, um, Sideshow Bob is this character, he's like a clown, but he's like a criminal. It's, it's all comedy, it's all stupid. But there's this one episode where he moves with his family to go to um, Italy. And The Simpsons, on their holiday, visit Italy, Rome, and they see him there. And then, you know, he tries to kill their kid and it's, uh, you know, you know, you know what happens when you go to Rome and then some Italian clown tries to murder your 10 year old child, as you do. There was a decent amount of Italian in this episode. There, you know, there's a bit where there's this kid running around with a knife trying to stab a butterfly and he's shouting like vendetta, you know, which I, I learned from that means revenge in Italian. And he shouts like farfella. Parfait, however you say it, and that again means butterfly in Italian. 
So I, that was one of the two, uh, the two first Italian words I ever learned in my life were revenge butterfly. That'd be a good name for a podcast. Anyway, um, and I've always liked the Italian language. My mother and my mother's mother have always loved the Italian language. But I lack, the thing is, I lack this, I'll be honest, I lack the... I like the emotional stability to learn a language. I like the the dedication you need, the you know, the resources. You know, I just I just I would just lose the will to live. I I could not see myself learning a language like, you know, from a book or from an app or Duolingo, you know, that kind of stuff. And I had this dream a few months back. And in this dream, I was locked up in a room and there wasn't a door to this room, there wasn't windows, there literally nothing. It was solitary confinement. Except I was with one person, and this one person was an olive oil producer, some guy who makes olive oil from Italy, and he was just sat there with his little hat on in the corner of the room, and he did not speak a word of English. All he spoke was Italian. And I was in that room for a good few months we were brought food we were brought water never saw another human he did not speak a word of english i do not speak a word of italian and in this multiple month long dream i learned italian and i woke up and i was like it, it kind of inspired me and i i'm not saying that i want the complete isolation and social deprivation and to be away from my family. But would it not be kind of cool to be stuck with an Italian man? Say like, say you're a fisherman, right? And I have no interest in fishing. Terrible for the environment, terrible for the fish. I just don't want to catch fish, you know? But um, if you were a fisherman and you were out on this boat, you know how they go out sometimes for, you know, weeks at a time. They go out to the ocean, they set up, not camp, but they, you know set down the anchor and just go for it being out on a fishing trip for like a few weeks with an italian man can you imagine you'd be forced to learn the language and i genuinely kind of think that this is the best way to learn languages not this atrocious schooling system in which you're made to memorize words from a fucking sheet of paper what is the point of that why am I looking at an A4 bit of paper that that says like je suis um fucking désolé je je m'appelle oui oui you know that kind of baguette stuff and you look at that and you learn these words but they mean nothing to you when you were a baby you don't have these sheets of paper when you're a child you do not learn these words when refugees emigrate to different countries for salvation they don't they're not given a dictionary at, at you know at the checkpoint they don't have to pass through passport control and they go learn these words you learn languages best learned through experience and you learn this way from birth when you're a, a newborn child you can't speak i mean if you could speak then props to you you're fucking amazing but I came out of the womb not being able to speak English, like many other people. 
And you learn these languages by watching people. You watch your mother, your father, and everybody around you, and you listen to these words. If your mum shouts, shit, then, and you have no idea what these, this means, you're just hearing noises, you will remember the sound of the word shit, and she will say it in a loud, annoying voice, and be frantic, and your brain will connect the two dots at the word that shouting the word shit means that something's gone wrong. And you learn this way. Same with dogs, you know, when you... Tone of voice in language matters so much. And this is why I just have such a bloody problem with, <laughs> with the linguistic education system, specifically the foreign linguistic department. It's because they just have a complete disregard of context, of social etiquette, of slang, colloquialism. If I learn Duolingo French and then popped off to Calais for a cheeky pint of the lads, nobody there would understand me. I would talk at half their speed, I'd talk broken, I would talk... It would be like, like the equivalent of a French man coming over here and then going, greetings, my good fellow. You know, do you know directions? Talk Like, no, nah, no one talks like that. And... It would be like, you know, speaking RP, received, received pronunciation, BBC. Welcome to BBC Radio 1, with your host, The Man. Like, it just blows my mind how these things are taught the same as mathematics. That language, such a pivotal part of human conception, of human evolution, is taught the same way, the same curriculum that numbers are it's 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 an alien concept to me so the point of my this um ted talk is that if you want to learn a language right they say the best way to learn a language is to go to the country and speak it but it's not always that easy is it if you were to go if you were to pack up your bags tomorrow right hop on a plane jet off to germany you land in berlin and you look at your, you know, your notes, and it says, to learn the language, speak the language. And you go, okay, oh, I don't know any German. And then you just resort to English, because that's the best thing you do. You go into a, you know, a bakery, and you go, you go, guten tag, ich werde bagel, please. And you just, like, revert back to that English, and then they go, ah, yes, an Englishman. Let me talk English, because none of them know any language that isn't their own and it's scary it's terrifying there's no other way about it and you can't suddenly learn a language you can't suddenly learn something it's like it goes for everything in life if you're a creative say for example you're an artist say you paint right all of these different words for these different techniques, these different types of paints, you've got, you know, like your acrylic, your oil paints, your watercolours, all these different types. You don't know what any of those mean until you start painting, until you jump in and look it up and get into it and dedicate your life to it. And it's the same for language, but even more so. So I don't believe that we should learn languages from translation. And the most, I'd say the most obvious example of that is like Mandarin, right? So many rich, you know, upper class business people teach their kids Mandarin because they want them to be able to jet off to China for business deals and, you know, 
invest in Chinese stocks or whatever. And that's all well and good, but when these kids get to China, they will not know how to hold a conversation. They won't know, you know, colloquial words. They won't know how to talk in different tones of voice. They won't know what accents to stress on each word. Because if you speak a language and you don't know where to put those, like, over-the-top pronunciations, you don't know where to, like, emphasise your words, the language is meaningless. You've just missed out on the complete meaning of the language. You can't simply translate English to Mandarin. And you just simply can't learn Mandarin from a book. I don't understand why this is still such such an integral part of our like Western culture. Surely learning a language, the best way to do that is the way that we have been doing for thousands of years, which is you're born into a place where you don't know the language, you watch adults speak the language, and you kind of guess what they mean. And then when, you know, you get it wrong, you get it right. And then over the course of a few years, you learn the language. And that's just how it works. There's no cheating the system. You just have to go for it. And I think this applies to so much more than language. This applies to any hobby you might have. This applies to relationships, to, to friendships, to just, you know, music, art, video, every single thing, even like work, business. You can't simply read out of a book. You have to live these things. And that is why controversially, and why, you know, something that my lecturers at university hate me because of, I don't take notes. I don't believe in taking notes, because if you want to take notes for something like a law degree or mathematics, 100%, you need to write that shit down, because that's important. You need those specific things for later. But my university course is one of TV production. It's not something where if you get one wrong number, the whole thing is fucked. It's a creative industry. And anything creative, I feel like, you know, like like TV, like music, like languages. Personally, I don't think these things should be written down in a way of like taking notes. Because when I, like the other day, for example, I had a, I had a workshop in university and it was about um, operating uh, like sound equipment. And like just, it was um, actually about, it's very interesting actually, it was about... Um, the sort of social etiquette in filmmaking between like departments so you know there's one guy holding a boom pole you know getting the mic like microphone recordings of the actors and then there's one guy the cameraman and how these people conversate and how they talk and how they communicate and how they kind of shape the production so they work together and it's all about different language and things like that and there were these loads of these words that i never heard before Right, there was, for example, we were learning about the how to properly use a clapperboard and all these different languages and synchronization and etiquette in the industry. And other people were writing this stuff down, but I was listening. And I think there's a this there's a bloody distinction between the people that listen to what people are saying and the people that write down what people are saying. And I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, but for me personally. I'd much rather listen to someone say something, watch them do it, and act that out with my, like, you know, like my muscles and get that muscle memory, get that brain memory, 
rather than having to read a book. Because though it might not be as efficient, it might, you know, I might forget things. I will forget things. But it means that I don't have to go through books to recount my memories. It means that the memories that stay there will be in my head forever. And that is a lovely metaphor to end this podcast on. If you have enjoyed learning about my languages and my um, my linguistic journeys, um, please, 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 please follow this podcast because I'm on Spotify now and that's kind of fucking cool. Please don't send this to my mum because I, I said the F word. And yeah, have a fantastic day. That is That is all for now. Goodbye.